हेलो दिस इज वेरोनिका फ्रॉम न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम ब्रिंगिंग यू योर डेली डोज ऑफ न्यूज टुडे इज फ्राइडे द ट्वेंटी थर्ड ऑफ सेप्टेंबर द केरला हाई कोर्ट टुडे पुल्ड अप द पॉपुलर फ्रंट ऑफ इंडिया सेइंग दैट नोबडी कैन कॉल फॉर अ बंद इन द स्टेट विदाउट परमिशन द पी एफ आई हेल्ड अ डॉन टू डस्क बंद इन केरला एंड तमिलनाडु टुडे आफ्टर सेवरल ऑफ इट्स मेंबर्स वर रेडेड एंड अरेस्टेड बाय द नेशनल इन्वेस्टिगेशन एजेंसी ऑन थर्सडे Incidents of stone pelting and attacks on state run buses were reported during the protests in Kerala. In Tamil Nadu, PFI members engaged in violence and arson. Hindustan Times reported. The High Court also said that the state police must ensure that adequate measures are put in place to prevent any damage or destruction to public and private property. On Thursday, the NIA had raided premises linked to PFI across 15 states and 102 locations. More than 100 functionaries of the outfit have been arrested on charges related to terror funding. Among those arrested was PFI Delhi unit chief Parvez Ahmed. He has been accused of developing links with some underground activists of banned organization the Students Islamic Movement of India. The raids are a part of a crackdown on alleged illegal and anti-India activities. Congress General Secretary in charge of Communications Jairam Ramesh has reportedly told party spokespersons to refrain from making any comment on their party colleagues contesting the elections for the post of Congress president. This comes a day after party leader Gaurav Vallabh slammed Shashi Tharoor over his potential candidacy for the post. Vallabh had taken a dig at Tharoor saying that his only major contribution to the party was sending letters to the party chief Sonia Gandhi when she was hospitalized. Tharoor and Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot are believed to be contesting the elections which are taking place next month. Vallabh had also voiced his support for Gehlot. In his message to the party spokespersons, Ramesh said, while everyone has individual preferences, their job was to highlight that the Congress is the only political party to have a democratic and transparent system in place for election to the post of its president. NDTV reported citing sources. Speaking about the party's ongoing Bharat Jodo Yatra, Ramesh said the focus of the entire party organization should be and is to make the yatra a success. A Delhi court today allowed the transfer of the case against Delhi Health Minister Satyendra Jain to another judge. The move came after allegations of bias towards Jain. Jain is accused of money laundering through four companies allegedly linked to him. He was arrested by the Enforcement Directorate in May. The case will be transferred from Judge Gitanjali Goyal to Special Judge Vikas Dhal. Additional Solicitor General S V Raju, appearing for the ED, said Jain had faked illness using a report from the Delhi government-run Loknayak Jay Prakash Hospital. Raju said Judge Goyal had not considered that Jain could manage such reports from hospitals and jails since he held those portfolios when he was minister. Kapil Sibal, appearing for Jain, called ED's plea a delay tactic to keep Jain in custody. The Supreme Court today directed that all FIRs against Times Now journalist Navika Kumar be clubbed and transferred to Delhi police. Kumar had moved the Supreme Court in August to quash the criminal proceedings against her in Nupur Sharma case. In May this year, Nupur Sharma, then a BJP spokesperson, made derogatory remarks against Prophet Muhammad on Navika's show. Her remarks had sparked a diplomatic row and violence in some parts of the country. Sharma was suspended by her party. and multiple FIRs were filed against her. Kumar was widely criticized for not intervening during the debate. 
and FIRs were filed against her in Maharashtra, West Bengal and Delhi for outraging religious feelings. The court said no subsequent FIRs can be filed or coercive action taken against Kumar for the next eight weeks. It added that the journalist was at liberty to move the High Court for quashing the lead FIR. Listeners, Nupur Sharma's remarks had sparked violence across the country earlier this year. Two years ago, Delhi witnessed a communal carnage that left over 50 people dead and many more injured. In November 2020, Northeast Delhi Riots Claims Commission was set up to ensure that the victims of the carnage were compensated for their loss. The panel has been functioning with only 14 assessors over the last two years and the result is pendency of claims. Nearly a month after 40 more assessors were appointed to fast-track compensation claims of the victims, the agency is still struggling to contact these new appointees. If you'd like to know more about this, you can read my colleague Pratyush Deep's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, New Assessors Out of Reach, Delhi Riots Panel Struggles to Settle Compensation Claims as Deadline Nears. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The Sensex fell 1,000 points today as stock markets fell globally. This was apparently because central banks around the world hiked interest rates to fight inflation. Nifty lost 300 points. Sensex closed at around 58,100, while Nifty closed at 17,327, down from 59,119.72 and 17,629.8 yesterday. Nearly all kinds of stocks fell, with banking, finance, realty, media and auto sectors contributing the most to the fall. Pharma remained stable. Global stocks fell for the third day in a row. The selling pressure in the markets led to an erosion of over 4 lakh crore rupees in investors' wealth, NDTV reported. The rupee, meanwhile, has breached the 81 per dollar mark. That's a record low for the Indian rupee against the dollar. Russia launched referendums in four regions of Ukraine, which are occupied by its forces today. The vote is on whether the regions should become part of Russia. The referendums are expected to be used as justification for the annexation of the regions, Reuters reported. Ukraine has said that the voting was mandatory and that residents were being threatened with punishment if they did not take part. The vote comes shortly after Ukrainian forces recaptured Russia-occupied territory in the northeastern region of Kharkiv in the last few weeks. The voting is taking place in the provinces of Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson and Zaporia. The referendums have been largely condemned by the West and Ukraine, who have called them illegitimate and a sham. The annexation could allow Russia to claim that Ukraine was attacking its territory. This could lead to the escalation of the war, which has been going on for seven months now. The Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, which monitors elections, has said that the outcome of the votes will have no bearing. This is because it does not conform with Ukraine's law or international standards. The referendums will reportedly take place till Tuesday. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.